The Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com, is heard on the We Be Geeks Collective and on Sci-Fi.Radio. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. We have 30 seconds to describe Thunder Talk. We got big interviews. Super red music. What proud members of the ESO Network? Yeah, they're probably going to fire us. I wouldn't blame them. We've got jokes. Adult jokes. And nerd junk. Woke nerd junk. All the woke nerd junk. Find Thunder Talk on the internet. And the ESO Network. Ta-da! <laughs> We're the Con Guys, and this is the Con Guy Show, coming to you straight from the nerdy heart of Hollywood, California. And this is Jim with theconguy.com. She's been here with theconguy.com. Katie here, aka the Con Girl. Zordon did not want five teenagers with attitude. My name is Derek Sam. I'm Danae Sams, and that's my brother. We are your home for news, opinions, and interviews from the world of Comic-Cons and fandoms. Your ultimate insiders for all things... And one more... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday... Happy birthday, birthday to, you. to you. Whose birthday? Amanda's. Hey, hey. Happy birthday. Was that for we're me? Little, we're a little bit late. We're a little bit late, but we can't let the moment go past. But your birthday is very close to another birthday. Also, it's not late. It's early. The happy birthday message was early. You're good. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know your birthday's real close here because we're talking about your birthday. But there's another birthday that we got to mention. Yes. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Go ahead. Ben is not here tonight because Bree's birthday, his lovely, beautiful yeah. wife's birthday, is tomorrow. Uh, so they are doing right. their celebrating tonight. That's so Ben is not with us tonight. But there's even another birthday. There's there. one birthday today that's really huge that we should address. <laughs> what is it? The great Stan Wilson. Wait, it's Brian Wilson's birthday. It's also the 47th birthday of what movie, Luke? Jeez, man. Jaws. Yes, okay. All right, it took a long time. All right, there's also and another Derek said of Derek said of Virginia, but Luke cut him off. Uh, no, no, it's of West Virginia. West Today's Virginia. West Virginia's birthday. That's what I thought. I it thought was West, West Virginia, Virginia became not Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I only heard you yeah. say Virginia, and I was like, I thought uh, it was because, West Virginia. That's because Jim was talking, and I couldn't get anything out there, but <laughs> it's okay, because we're all friends. I'm apt to talk, so there is that. And I forgot to just plug my speaker in, so I'm happy. I got a double birthday. I got the Quint hat on from Jaws, and now Ooh. I got a Beach Boys shirt on, so. I also bought, bought via Luke something to celebrate the anniversary of Jaws today. Ooh. Do you have it? a Funko Pop. I don't have it with me. It is in the car because otherwise I will forget whenever I go somewhere to bring it. So it's sorry. <laughs> so yeah. it's in my car. All right. No, but there is one birthday and it's actually, I'm kind of cheating a little bit. It's not actually the birthday. The birthday was a couple months ago, but we are celebrating today. We are starting our seventh season of the Con Guy Show. 
seven years, guys. We have completed six years. Oh, wow. six, yeah, so we're starting year seven. So um, this is kind of exciting. We started back in 2016. Our first show yeah. was about WonderCon. So it's only kind of like poetic justice. We're talking about the Big Brother Con right now of San Diego Comic-Con of 2022. The year, the first year back since 2019 in full force. So happy birthday, everybody. Welcome to season seven of the Con Guy Show. We're in first grade. We're this many. That's right. So I have a Anyways, question. Yes. How many years? How many years of a show do you have to do till you start making that your career? Because <laughs> like they say, the seven year thing in Hollywood. So I thought I thought it was ten years. Casting. Does that mean we have to do this for okay. you know over ten years? Oh, we'll geez. see. We'll see. But I, I just want to say this: I have that many more everybody, rooms. wherever you are, if you have a drink or if you have something, I would love to to propose a toast. A toast to well, let me make sure I don't spill this on the keyboard here. This is a toast to seven, I mean, six awesome years, and the seventh is going to come. Um, this is a toast to all of you. Watch this. Is a toast to you guys, the best hosts in the world. You guys are so great. Aww. Uh, I just got to say, Derek, Danae, Katie, Luke, and Ben, he's not here right now. Our, our friend Jake and Carrie, when she gets on sometimes, guys, this is a great group of people. And if you guys, we do this because we're a group of friends. We are definitely not getting rich off this. As a matter of fact, it does nothing but cost us money and time and headache. But cheers to the con guy. Seventh year is going to be a good year. And I'd like to also toast those of you who tune in and watch and comment and make our time so much better because we could not do this without all of your your inspiration and all of your help of uh, putting the show together. Always remember, I want you guys to know we do this because we love this. The Con Guy is from fans for fans. We're just a big fandom show. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. cheers. I don't have a color. I don't so. the brand name of what I'm drinking because I don't know if I'm allowed to show it. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna go get my drink real quick. I'll be right back. It's like literally five feet away. Yeah, now you made us want to drink, Jim. Jeez. Listen. Yeah, I know. I'm just spouting some water over here. Should have gotten my box of wine. <laughs> In just a minute, we're gonna share um, maybe uh, uh, one of our favorite moment moments or two from Comic Con's past. And I do have to say, one of my favorite moments ever from the podcast is one time we were trying to turn the podcast off. We had started the the close down music. And we heard this big glug, 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 glug of Danae pouring her box of wine into a cup. It was one of the funniest moments ever. I remember Ben saying, what is that? Anyways, so I just want to say, that said, we're celebrating seven years here at the Con Guy Show. Six years completed, heading into our seventh season. We are, But there's something really big we want to talk to you about. It makes only perfect sense that tonight we are going to talk about the biggest fan convention of the year for us, San Diego Comic-Con. It's from July 20th through 24th. Tonight, we're going to tell you everything we know, which is, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, about the panels, the offsites, the badges, parking, hotels, and maybe we can talk a little bit about exclusives, although all the exclusives have not been released yet, except for Funko has gone crazy with exclusives, and that's kind of an exciting thing. Anyways, my name is Jim. I'm one of your hosts here at the Con Guy Show. Let's start up here next to me. Look, I'm pointing the right way. Who do we got? Yeah, hi, I'm Derek, and I am also one of the hosts. I'm a regular contributor on the Con Guy, and... Here's a Twitter handle that I occasionally actually use. <laughs> Luke? Hello, it's Cheeseman here. It, I don't know if anybody else is really hot tonight, but it's 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 been a hot night in L.A., so my room is uh, I'm blowing 
some air conditioning on me trying to cool down but uh she's been here with uh conguy.com celebrating brian wilson's birthday and uh jaw's birthday we're in doubling up here tonight but uh one of the founding members of the con guy and excited for comic-con this year all right who's below luke i, I shouldn't say below in the brady bunch squares who's in the the left lower right lower square left or right because that's two different things i'm guessing you mean me because at yes. first you said below okay. luke and then you said left which would have been danae yeah so, I, don't, all right. I, I don't know left from my left from my right Clearly. All right. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, it is me, KT underscore Christine, uh, one of the con girls. And I'm excited to finally be going back to Comic-Con and I finally have my badges. So, you know, if She's you guys follow the show, you know that it's been an endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, original con girl. Who's, we got another con girl next to you. Who's this? Um, so my, my, well, my name isn't showing up on my screen. Can you guys see it? Yeah, um, I see it. Yeah. Okay, that's so weird. It's not showing up on mine. Okay, well, I'm Danae, the other half of the Sandlings, and the other con girl. Excited to talk con guy stuff. I bought a brand new t-shirt today while I was at Target. And, oh, well, what is yeah. it? It's E.T. Yes, it's awesome. Ooh. All right, let's yeah. say hello to a few people. Hey, um, how about Derek does it this time? Blood good. <laughs> always. Andy Haro, it's always good to see you. Kim A, Paul McCartney turned 80 this past Saturday, wow. which is awesome. That's, oh, it's so, it's so great. Andy, oh, and as always, Jonathan Wilkinson, always glad to see you. Hopefully you're... Hi, Jonathan. Usually he's sitting naked in some karaoke bar someplace, so who knows where he's at tonight. But anyways, always having a good adventure. All right, real quick, before we start... I just want to also say congratulations, Miss Danae Sams. And if Ben was here, congratulations to him as well. These guys did an amazing job. Both of them um, stand up comics, and they both placed in the best of show at a comedy festival here in LA this past weekend. Let's give them a hand. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, I, um, I didn't get to hear our final scores, but it was, I think, about 200 comics, and good old buddy Ben Cleaver and I placed in the top 30. And I've already gotten um, some messages today about like, oh, hey, can you come and do this show? Hey, can you come do this show? So it's very exciting. Lots of awesome stuff. Also, a quick shout out to Jim and Luke for coming out to a late show and supporting. It was a lot of fun. And then we went to the Tiki Bar after. That was actually early for us. Just we so went you know. where afterwards? We went, we went where to the early. Tiki Bar. Okay, it sounded like something that, else. Is that not what it's called? There, it, you guys no, know it's tiki people. I think Jim's mind's in the gutter. No, I just it's it's the connection. It's Does the it connection. also start with T? Yeah. Anyways, by today, the way, any of our here. lovely supporters, not to not to do this, but um, James, very uh, James, Jim. Wow, I your thing says James, so like I said James, even though obviously we call you Jim. Uh, obviously our technology is not the best, so. If anybody, you know, we should, we need to set up like an Amazon wish list or something. Let's be real. Oh, I know. Let's do it. <laughs> well, Danae, congratulations. We will be featuring Thank some you. from Danae eventually. Not tonight, because tonight is so packed, but I would love to feature you and Ben maybe next week. So stay tuned. All right, real quick, before we start, Katie, there's a question for you from Kim A. I think that's from Kim Cammy. A. It's, it's yeah. Cammy, right? I think it's, I don't know. Tell us if we're spelled, saying your name wrong. I apologize. Uh, I... <laughs> 
don't know yet. The question um, is, what are you going to cosplay? Yes. Uh, me and my roommate were trying to figure this out today, and then we got distracted, um, so that didn't go well. Uh, I know, I think I'm for sure going to bring my Bo Peep, updated Bo Peep costume cosplay, because I did it for last Halloween, and I haven't actually worn the completed look to a Comic-Con yet, so I think I'm going to do that. Bo Peep from Toy Story 4. Uh, oh, and some something in the lines of my hero academia we're just trying to figure out what exactly we want to do um and the rest is tbd so as soon as i know i will tell y'all but like let's be real i'll probably figure it out three days before comic-con so <laughs> you know there's D that <laughs> there possible big comic-con cosplay plans that you don't want to give away i'm sure yeah we won't give it away also we're not sure that we can pull any of it off but we had we have discussed some family cosplay ideas and we are taking all three kids and that's going to be a real adventure <laughs> but we couldn't pass I think up you the need to be that gi joe from the episode of community where they do gi joe and the one girl it's yvette nicole brown just going i've got three kids before she says <laughs> anything three kids three kids all right, I'm going to start with Derek. What we're going to do to open up the show, we're about to dive into a bunch of information here, but we wanted to do it kind of nostalgically from your years Comic-Con past or whoever has one ready. What is a memory, one of your favorite memories of all the Comic-Cons past? Just to get a, get us revved up. We have four weeks less. We have about four four weeks until Comic-Con. Why do we love it so much? What's something that you remember? Well, I remember I met you at Comic-Con. Yeah. And yeah, that's how we first became friends. Um, Let's just yeah. stop there. That's your best memory of Comic-Con. Well, that's one great memory. Okay, it's really paid off. Um, yeah, the first Comic-Con I went to, my friend Leilani, who is a very experienced and gifted writer, she worked on a number of TV shows, just this amazing woman. Um, I had just met her a few months before, and she like got me one of her guest passes. Um, so that was my first year at the con, and it was so much fun. Um, I remember one really fun memory was back when back when we got to go to Nerd HQ and they would do the panels where you could pay like $20 if you could get a ticket in time and it would be for charity. But you could um, it was a much smaller room and it was very up close and personal with the people on the panel. And it was pretty much just all audience questions, too. But Zach Levi, of course, hosting it himself. This one was Richard Madden of Game wow. of Thrones um, and many other things now since then. But at the time... Um, I think at the time he was dating Jenna Louise Colvin and it was while she was on Doctor Who and somewhere in the middle of the panel, all of a sudden the door just like busted open and Jenna Louise Coleman and Matt Smith both just kind of jumped on stage and surprised everyone, including the people on the panel. So the audience just erupted in cheers and the rest of it became just a big, you know, <laughs> uh, Brad, Brad, wants to know who's Zach Levi? <laughs> Zach Levi. Brad, um, I'll have you ask Katie that question directly later, and I'm going to make sure that we're filming it, and I have a bowl of popcorn while she gouges your eyes out. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. We're all much on much friendlier terms than that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I'd say that's a favorite memory. And also, uh, just the last time we were there in person, we saw that it was like a retro panel remembering um, – it was like, I forget what anniversary it was, 20 years or 25 years for the Nightmare Before Christmas. And it was a bunch of the people that worked on it, like actually in production, the animators and everything. And that panel was moderated by Neil Gaiman, of all people. Wow. Um, so stuff like that is just a cool experience. Oh, and that time that I passed by Nichelle Nichols on the sidewalk 
was walking in a rush with all the crowd and everything. So I couldn't say anything to her, but I was just like, oh, um, really fanboying <laughs> out because Nichelle Nichols, if you don't know, is the actress who played Uhura in the original Star Trek. Um, yeah. She's, you know, up there in years now and just really cool and has a really sweet demeanor when she's in interviews and everything. She is amazing. Uh, yeah, somebody else needs to take a turn because I could just go well, on. Okay, we're going to stop you right now. First of all, hello, Lily. Good to see you tonight. Good to see you. And then we're going to throw it over to Danae because, Danae, congratulations to Ben and Danae. Sorry. Thanks, Jonathan. He's playing fetch with his five-month-old. I she Shibu Inu. Inu. Puppy dog. Yeah, awesome job. So congratulations on the comedy. All right, Danae, let's go to you. Favorite memory. Um, well, Comic-Con is where I basically met all of you guys. Jim and Luke, I like, might have met you once before then, um, but I went to Comic-Con twice before I moved to L.A. I met Katie and Emily at Nerd HQ. Um, probably one of my favorite memories, though, is from that very first Comic-Con. Derek and I slept outside to go to the Supernatural panel. And Katie, you and Emily came and brought us blankets, and we didn't realize how cold it was going to be. Yeah. Um, then you got up very early in the morning and stood in line with us. I remember slipping out of line to go get like coffee and hot chocolate for us. And I don't know if it was because the Starbucks kiosk inside had just opened or the guy thought I was pretty, probably the former, but he gave it all, all to me for free. It was like three large Starbucks drinks that I got for free. And then by 9 a.m. we'd been up for, you know, like seven hours. And um, somebody had like nachos and cheese and I remember thinking it looked so good. And Derek went and found some. And to this day, they're the best nachos and cheese I've ever had. All my <laughs> memories are food related. Um, <laughs> but I just remember like how, like just that general atmosphere of just being amongst friends. And like all of my friends were messaging on Facebook, like, oh, I'm so jealous. That's amazing. Make sure you see this. I wish I was there. And I posted like a picture of the logo. And I was like, guys, we all wish you were here too. You're just surrounded by accepting people who are awesome and love the things that you love and we're all here and joyous. It's gonna be so great this year after our time off to come back together. That and, um, okay, one more at the time I broke my phone and I was cosplaying Ray while Derek was cosplaying JJ Abrams and we went to the Apple store and I had to get a new phone because I dropped it. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. <laughs> that's, that's good, that's great, that's great. She's men. I will unmute myself. Okay. Uh, yes. I, I sound very selfish because most of them are like, well, I wasn't around my friends, but you know, I mean, I, it was really cool when I met Chris Pratt at like a Marvel kind of press junket thing. That was awesome. Uh, when we saw the star Wars panel and then they took us to kind of a special, uh, John Williams conducted kind of music thing and all these handing out lightsabers, all that for, I think it was The Force Awakens, I think, was the movie yeah. for that one. And then uh, there was a Walking Dead kind of um, off-site thing for Sci-Fi Channel thing that I was dressed up like Abraham from Walking Dead because I suspected that he was the one that got killed and all that. And then both Norman Reedus and Stephen Young came out and they, were, they pointed at me like during the show because they knew who died. But, you know, most people didn't and they weren't revealing it. But it was kind of fun to be part of that Walking Dead thing and... They even like referenced me on the show at one point. 
I sounds very selfish, but it was also fun to hang out with my friends. At and what you're talking about is the Sci-Fi Network had a, a daily show that they were producing from Comic-Con, and you, they pushed you up front because your Walking Dead uh, cosplay was so cool. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a big deal that day. Yeah. All right, Katie. Ron voice, of course. <laughs> All right, I'm going to make this quick as I can, uh, and then I have to go get the charger for my computer because I thought it had enough charge, and apparently it's dying really fast. So I'm going to say this first. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, I am currently doing a countdown in my favorite Comic-Con memories on Instagram. So for the full extent of Katie's Comic-Con memories, you can follow that journey with me. I am posting a picture every day starting at 34 days till. Uh, so that's where you can fully relive my Comic-Con experience. Right now I am currently in my first Comic-Con, which is 2012. So I'm going to try to share one that I don't have pictures of, which I think is, is going to sound super sappy, but I really like the spontaneity of Comic-Con. You know, you can plan and go to these and schedule where you want to go, what panels you want to see, which offsites you want to go to. But in the end, I think some of the most fun I've had at Comic-Con is just seeing what happens, walking the floor, finding out, seeing friends that you didn't know were there, rating random celebrities. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I've met random celebrities while walking the floor. I saw Elijah Wood during my first Comic-Con, but we weren't sure if it was Elijah Wood and we were too nervous to go talk to him because it was like our first <laughs> con. But I still remember to this day that me and my friend were like, is that Elijah Wood? Like just talking, uh, seeing celebrities in the hotel. I mean, seeing all sorts of things. So it's so much fun to just kind of see where the world takes you and being yeah. surrounded by people who are not going to judge you for staying overnight at like 14 hours for a panel. Now there are still those people who are like, you're staying outside, like really? And then, then later on, they're wondering why they can't get into the panel. So, you know, there's that. Um, but that's like my favorite part. And like another high point would be the Doctor Who 50th anniversary panel. Uh, as Derek knows, we both waited in line overnight to go to the 50th anniversary for Doctor Who, where Matt Smith and David Tennant were both there. Were they both there, Derek? They were, right? I can't remember. I think so. I think so. My brain's so. a little fuzzy. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. We got in line at 5 p.m. the night before for a panel that started at noon the next day. And... We're sitting in the room, and we had to sit through, I think, Breaking Bad and another panel, and I didn't watch Breaking Bad at the time. And Derek and I are, like, starting to look at each other, and we're like, I don't know if it's going to be worth it. Like, I'm exhausted. Like, I we're so sleep-deprived. And then the lights went down, and about 5,000 sonic screwdrivers went up in the air. And at that <laughs> moment, I was just like, okay, no, it's worth it. Nothing else could happen, but seeing that moment is a memory that I don't have a picture of that I can't share that was just absolutely amazing to see that many people so excited to see a reunion about their, some of their favorite doctors or some of the old doctors. So yeah. can't replace that because I missed the two big things that happened at Supernatural and Star Wars because I got it online, but that's a story for a different day. So, yep. Well, go get your charger. Yeah, I'm going to go get your charger. charger. So you don't, so you don't like it. You got a section coming up. Well, we're gonna say hello to a few people, but I just gonna say, my favorite Comic Con memories. I mean, there are so many because I've been going for a, a great. I think since two thousand eight. I think eight might be my first year or seven, either seven or eight. But um, and like Luke, I think the biggest moment was definitely the Star Wars panel of twenty fifteen, where they did the Star Wars Hall H panel. And then we all went out back for the concert, fireworks. 
over the San Diego Bay. Just it was just a glorious moment. Just so much bombast and so much. And with the stars, the original trilogy stars were out there on the stage along with the uh, the new trilogy stars. And I mean. I was a kid. Star Wars is the reason I live in California because I moved out here because I loved the movie and I wanted to be a, a filmmaker. So to see that moment was just just a perfect circle for me. Also, one of the best moments ever was um, back when they were having Nerd HQ, they had a special night, a screening of the movie Serenity on the open field of Petco Park one night. Everybody bring your blankets. Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion were the hosts out there on the field introducing serenity that's amazing that can almost not be taught were you there derek yeah i remember just them having running commentary in some scenes and sort of making fun of the movie but lovingly and real quick i'm gonna throw to a couple of comments andy's says his favorite comic-con memories when he got to see norman reedus in the car where everybody was trying to go up to his window and get a selfie that was (laughs) comic-con 2019 jonathan wilkinson he worked Comic-Con 2015 when they had the big Fargo snow globe, and he was in there ushering people into the globe, and he remembers it was about 150 <laughs> degrees in there. I don't remember that. I don't I remember, remember that globe. Yeah. I remember that globe, but I didn't get inside of it because yeah. yeah. those reasons. <laughs> and Brad oh. says this would be the very first Vampire Diaries-less San Diego Comic-Con in 13-plus years. By the way, Katie, I don't know if you know, we got big Vampire um, Diaries news for our co- podcast. Anyways... We'll have to get you on there when we interview one of the stars. Anyways, it's, uh, well, that's more news for later. But um, he says they've always had a show in the trilogy, but Legacies just got canceled. It's going to be weird. But then he does, Brad does go on to say, but he get we get Team yeah. Wolf back. It's a strange kind of uh, trade. It's also Hello, Amanda Yalin. Happy birthday. So good to see you. Not just and Vampire then, Diaries. There's no Supernatural either. If Brad goes oh. this year, which he's going to go, this will be his first, I mean, this 22nd Comic-Con. He's been going since 99. He didn't go the past two years because of the pandemic, but wow, that's pretty cool. He's going. Our panel's on his birthday. And he's I know. not going to miss that midnight cheers on a Saturday. <laughs> I know. We we got a little bitty thing. I, it's nothing big. It cost me like a buck fifty that I got for Brad's birthday two years ago when he was gone. I almost mailed it to him, but we're, we're forcing him to go to Comic-Con. We'll just wait just... Comic-Con now. Now he has to come to Comic-Con to get his gift, right? <laughs> Amanda, Brad doesn't have a birthday. It's not worth it, Brad. <laughs> just kidding. It to All right, guys. So we're going to jump in, and we – sorry, we're kind of going all over the place, but we're just excited. We're just kind of – oh, I have one more – I have one more thing that was a, a really cool thing for me. This – I right here. I thought this was so cool going to the party and getting to hang with Jared Padalecki. And this was the night we went. We just hung with him. He was such a cool dude. And Katie had missed him that night. We're like, no, no, she couldn't have missed him. But, and I was looking for the video. If we find it before the end of the show, we'll show it. Katie did show up the next night and she got a great picture with him. But the thing that was so cool is he made a video. He spent a lot of time making a video. Katie, what are you doing missing tonight? What are you doing? It's on my TikTok. So people can see it on my TikTok. Uh, it was that meant is, to be. She wouldn't have had that video had she showed up the first night. I know. That's true. That was such a good time. That was such a good time. All right. Did you leave out your favorite, Jim? Da, 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 he shared da. a few. I got. I, I've been gabbing a lot. The yeah, Battle Star Galactica. Guys, okay. No, every time I tell that one, though, I might start crying. So I, I don't. I Richard Hatch, Battle Star Galactica is one of my favorite all-time franchises on television. That. I watched the old one, loved it. 
love the new one. And the Richard Hatch was in both of them. And in 2018, I got a chance to go up and talk to him, meet him, got a picture with him. And then he passed away that year. And I was able to write up a special article for the Comic-Con guide that comes out. The, the what, do you, what do you call it? The um, souvenir guide about meeting Richard Hatch. That, to me, that gets me right there. Because, you know, that guy, he wasn't a mean person. He wasn't a selfish person. He just loved Battlestar. And he tried everything he could to keep Battlestar alive and going. And it seems to have lost a little bit of traction now that he has passed on. But Richard Hatch, here's one to you as well. All right, that's we, that's we could literally do a whole show just on Jim moments at Comic Con because he's been to so many. <laughs> yeah, this is true, and I do want everybody to encourage you. Please, we're going to do a series of special um, Comic Con guy shows coming up. We are celebrating the movies of summer 1982. Right. Me and Derek are, are doing one tomorrow night with Thomas Parham, celebrating yeah. what movie, Derek? Con, Con, Star yeah. Trek Two: The Wrath of Con. Yep. We're going to celebrate Tron. We're going to celebrate E.T., Poltergeist, um, The Thing, Blade Runner. 1982 was a pivotal year in the history of sci-fi movies, and it was the one year that I remember that summer was such a big deal to me. So um, I'm a little bit selfish. I'm going to celebrate that, but I think it's one of the best summers ever. All right. So, Katie, 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 what can you tell us about badges? And your own experience getting a badge. <laughs> we don't need the stinking badges. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with badges. So for those of you who are curious about getting a badge for this year's Comic Con, unfortunately, you're not able to. This year's um, general ad, uh, general badges were whatever rolled over from 2020. So basically everybody who had already gotten a badge for 2020 when the show was canceled was guaranteed a badge for 2022 or a refund they could no longer attend. But they're not doing a general badge sale for this year. Uh, they did do press. It was about a few weeks ago. So uh, they did press. And then this last week, I don't even remember exactly which day, uh, Professionals got a um, an email saying professional registration is open if you did not claim your badges in 2020. Now, granted, this is people who were already registered as professionals. They did not have an open re uh, a, a opportunity to re up your professional status if you were not eligible in 2020. Um, but if you were a professional in 2020 who was guaranteed a badge even though you didn't claim it, we were finally able to do that this week and they was not first come first serve it was just a guaranteed allotment based off of what you would have gotten in 2020 so unfortunately i did not get another comp badge but i did get some paid guest badges and myself finally has a badge to go uh and as far as that is uh badges are being mailed out now so if you did change your address or get your badges before the deadline then you will have be getting them in the mail shortly. Uh, they have started to be sent out. Uh, and um, June 7th was the last day for you to be able to update or change your shipping address for the badge mail out. So if you got it after that or changed it after that, you will have to pick it up at the actual convention. Um, the same with the press badges that were pre-done before. And then July 1st is when press badge registration will be completed to be included in 
or that was for press, be for press to be added to the press list. Uh, and professionals are able to claim their badges, I believe, until June, July 7th. So if you haven't gotten your badge and you are not due as a professional, you have until July 7th to claim your badges. After that, you will not be able to. So that's just some quick badge FAQ. Uh, usually you can pick up your badges on Wednesday, starting on Wednesday at the con. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting to finally be going back and doing this again. So hey, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. What's a professional badge for people that don't know? A professional badge is also known as an industry badge. So people who work in comic industries, uh, television, uh, film, things like that, creating content. Um, specifically, it leans more towards comic creators. But uh -huh. in the past, you have been able to get in if you do produce any sort of content that they showcase at Comic-Con, which is very heavy on the film and TV side. So right. all of us currently do work in the industry. So if we don't get press, we usually are eligible for professionals. Um, if they reopen it, because none of us really knows exactly what's happening in the future for professionals. Um, but once they announce it for next year, uh, we will announce you guys how you apply for that, etc., like that. Um, but yeah. Yep. And then I think I'm also talking about. Can I ask you one more question? Do you have yeah. like, are do you know do you know if volunteer registration or volunteer badges are still available? That is a good question. I forgot. I forgot about volunteers. I don't think Sorry they are. I don't think. I think that time has passed. That was the um, last. They sent they out an email for volunteers, be, um, mm -hmm. and it was all based off of 2020 as well. Right. Um, let's see. Daily volunteer registration is now open. If you are a returning volunteer, or if you signed up for the interest list, follow the instructions below to register. Daily volunteer re re registration will remain open until the program's capacity is reached. So if you guys go to the comic-con.org uh, forward slash daily dash volunteers, you can find out all the information about volunteering. And the day that you volunteer for Comic-Con, you do get a badge for that day. So that's a cool way to go if you're not able to go. Um, and I know people. I know people who've gone to Comic Con every year because of volunteering. So that's awesome. That's a great way to get a badge. Yes, correct. And we need more. We need better volunteers sometimes. Because sometimes, let's just be honest. The people volunteering to keep the lines. We need. I, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain. I don't want to get anybody mad at me. But yeah. we need good line people. Um, All right. I believe you also wanted me to talk. Am I talking about parking also? Yes. You can okay. talk, tell us about parking. Parking's a big deal right now. <laughs> so I personally have never experienced a parking pass at Comic-Con because I either shuttled in from staying somewhere else or I stayed at my hotel, which has parking, uh, which I, again, will be doing this year. But there is a parking lottery going on that went on already through Ace, hotel, uh, Ace Parking. Yep. Right? Yeah, Ace. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you have to go on the website and enter the lottery. I believe the lottery finished, but I believe you can get a parking pass now by going to the link. Um, yeah. If you go to the Comic-Con tab and type on parking, it'll give you that information. Um, it's usually, uh, sometimes you can do a full pass for the whole weekend. Sometimes it's only available for the day and you have to move your car at the end of the day or overnight and then come back. So it's important when you are getting your parking pass to know what pass you have and where you're going to move your car if you do have to move your car from like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. or 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Well, actually, can I jump in for a second? I think yeah. most of the ACE parking lots that went out in the lottery, those are day passes. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, because like we always have to, um, like you, Katie, we go down, we have to find a place to park a car overnight and I can yeah. never 
the ACE parking never has the overnight parkings that I need. I may yeah. be wrong. They may not. They may, I may be wrong. Usually but, you um, have to leave at like 2 a.m. to yeah. 6 a.m. And that can be a pain if you're A, sleeping or it's downtown San Diego. So it can be really hard to find parking. Um, I remember, you know, Jim and Luke having to go move their car because they're like, we have to move out of our parking. So that's why I personally prefer parking at a hotel because it's just a lot easier than having to do with parking and gas yep. But it's not an option for everybody, especially the ones who are just commuting for a little bit. No. And then the last thing that I'm covering is the exclusives list exhibitor. So there are exclusives that happen. There are signings that happen. Um, they haven't released anything on the actual website yet about this, but usually closer to the convention, you will go onto the website and there will be an exclusive portal where you enter and they'll basically, they'll have a whole list of all the exclusives or boots that you're trying to get into and yeah. you'll click on them and it'll say enter. Um, in the past, they have done a, a certain allotment of entries that you can distribute through each day. Um, but exactly how it works, not sure yet, but usually it's like, oh, you have 20 that you can use per a day and you can enter them in whichever slots you want. Um, that's usually how the Funko uh, thing works. But it's, all, it's so hard to tell. Um, it's They're a little bit slow on the information this year, so hence why we're a little bit slow on the information. But as we continue to get closer, we'll make sure we tweet those out, give you guys all that information. So. Thank you, Katie. That's a lot of information. Yeah. The one thing, and I'm 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 hitting Google right now, and for some, my computer has decided it's going to poop out. It's not going to let me know. But one thing that I am um, considering is taking the uh, surf the Surfliner, the the train, the Amtrak Surfliner train from LA to San Diego and back this year, because I have a Derek's going to talk about hotels here in a second. My hotel is downtown. So I don't need to be going anywhere. Usually I drive down, park my car, pay 50 bucks a day to park it, then drive it home. That's a lot of money, especially when a round trip ticket on the Surfliner, I think is around like 38 bucks. So mm -hmm. for those of you who might live up in the, or anywhere along the coast and you, you you don't want to park your car down there, that's something to something to consider. All right, you just give me the price. The price for a round trip ticket is, oh, I got to go through all these calculations. Forget it. All right. <laughs> Katie, thank you very much for that. Yeah. Up next, here's uh, probably the second most difficult thing to get when you go down to San Diego Comic-Con. Derek, what is that? Uh, hotels. Yes. Yeah. Finding no, a place to stay. Um, so at this point, of course, as you may know, Hotel Apocalypse, as they call it, the lottery to get hotels already happened in May. So if you weren't lucky enough to get a hotel then, um, it might take a miracle to get one downtown for all four nights doesn't mean you can't still find some accommodations though um as we were talking about a little bit earlier you can go on the official comic con website and look at the list of hotels if you go comic-con.org hotels um, there's a link there that you can follow to the hotel block of what's basically reserved for the deal for comic con that, that takes you to the on peak website the trouble is with that um most of the hotels there i mean Nothing really has all four nights that you would want for the whole weekend available anymore. Pretty much every hotel Fridays are sold out. And some of the hotels have like, you know, Thursday available and Saturday available and that's it. Some have, you know, Monday to Thursday. Some have, you know, Sunday night and that's about all. Um, so you've really just got to search around. The real challenge, though, is that a lot of the hotels require you to book two nights when you make your reservation. And many of them don't have two consecutive nights available in the block anymore. So you can't actually book it through the Comic-Con link for some of those hotels. 
Um, we were looking at this and called one of those hotels and they said, oh, you're just going to have to book directly through our website. But then you go to their website and that's where it costs a thousand dollars a night instead of 300. Um, so you've just really got to search around at this point. There are still um, some other hotels that aren't completely insane that are just a few miles out. Uh, and when I say completely insane, I mean just the prices when you just try to book a hotel like independently through their website or by calling them. Um, yeah, you could easily be spending $800 a night, $1,000 a night. I think I'm wanting to say the Hilton Bayfront even said it was $2,000 a night. If you want. Yeah. However, they um, if you go through the link on the Comic-Con website, they have some rooms available. Um, it just looks like it's a Monday night and Thursday night. So at this point, you kind of got to see. And like when I was looking at it clicking just now, it looked like it would let me make a reservation if I wanted to. It wasn't giving me the error saying I had to reserve two rooms. Um, so again, you just got to kind of search. And we've mentioned before, you know, be very careful if you're looking at Airbnb in the area. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes you're getting a really terrible deal or you might just be getting scammed. Um, and there's there's always a risk there. So you've really got to weigh that out and, you know, find some way to vet what you're getting. Um, another option is if you have friends that live in the San Diego area, <laughs> you can sometimes stay. Um, all that to say, as impossible as it can be, um, I hadn't even paid any attention when Hotel Apocalypse was happening because I thought, one, it was unlikely that I was going to be able to go. I thought my pro reg had already expired. And also thought if we went, we'd probably be able to stay with our friends that we usually stay with in the San Diego area. Um, turned out I was wrong about all of those things. <laughs> uh, my pro registration was still good for this year. It's the, I guess it would have expired in 2020 and they gave that extension. Um, but then our friends that we normally stay with told us they're actually full. They're hosting some other people at the same time. So just in the last two days, we got our, we ordered our badges and we found hotel, uh, hotel rooms. Now we're staying two nights at one hotel and then two nights at another hotel. So we're spreading it out. But, you know, one's like a mile away from the convention center for the first two nights and the other one's maybe three miles away. So we might not, we might just like trade, trade off and have somebody hang out with the kids at the hotel for those second two days. But <clears throat> we've talked about this before. It's always kind of a give and take. If you stay a few miles out from the convention center, it's very easy to get the train in if you can find some place to park your car legally. Um, <clears throat> there are shuttles that go that run. It takes a little longer to get in in the morning. So it's hard to get to those early morning things. If you're trying to get into a lottery for an autograph or if you're trying to get in line early without camping out the night before, because you have paid for a hotel room and want to sleep in the bed. Um, yep. Yep. So that's a give and take. Um, and also, as we've said, I think Carrie, Carrie Lane was always fond of saying there's always free parking available somewhere. If you're willing to walk. Now, She's good at that. I'm not that good at yeah. finding that parking. We found that, but this year, Lara and I have three small children with us. So we're going to be pushing some big strollers. That means we can't use public transit, and also we can't walk five miles. Um, right. But we could walk one because those are very good strollers and very good kids. So <laughs> that's what our goal is right now. Um, and at least we did find accommodation. And I say that to say, you know, it is still possible, but you've got to do some digging. And of course, it's going to be kind of expensive. We're not paying a thousand dollars a night because we can't do that. No, nope. but we did. We did find some stuff in a, you know. Nor should you do that if you can. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I said. Nor should you do that. I know. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I think even like the lower prices, you know, between two and three hundred dollars, that's still I think expensive for a hotel. 
Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's something that if you've set the money aside, like you could look at your budget and think, okay, we can afford to do this right now. And that's what we did. But are you telling us though, there are hotels available? Yeah. Yes, a little bit. Not You can't get one hotel for all four nights, but if you're willing to split it up, the real challenge is where you're going to sleep on Friday night. That's the hardest one. Okay. But if you're the type of person who's planning to camp out one night during the con anyway, you might Friday be able to probably it. Yeah, Friday night might be the night to do that. And so you can book hotels for the and just split it. Now, you've got a bunch of stuff, luggage you're going to have to put somewhere. Um, I can't solve all your problems for you. I'm sorry. Can't you usually put luggage, though, in like a um, coat check somewhere? Like, Katie, didn't you do that one year or did I dream that? Um, usually you can hold it, but it's only at the hotel if you're staying at it. Mm, okay. Yeah, and you have to look like the hotel that you're about to check into the next day. You could ask them and be like, "Hey, could I just store my luggage somewhere and check in the next night or the next yeah. day?" Um, some for hotels. Record, might if any of you here want to store your luggage for one night while you camp out, I'll let you put it in my room. Yeah, I've done that. We had to when Emily and I didn't have a hotel room for two nights. Uh, we asked our friend, "Can we just leave our luggage at your hotel and maybe shower and stuff at your hotel?" And he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, no problem. Just." You know, come find me. What'd you say, Danae? You're going to get like 80,000 luggage bags of luggage in your room now. Well, what I was about to say, you're missing the, the joke is I'll keep your luggage, but you got to sleep outside on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible thing. Well, you've also got to be careful with, you know, some hotels might have different policies. And right. it, yeah. it might look like you're sneaking extra guests into the room when they have a right, room right, right. sleep in a room. Um, that's not just because a hotel is trying to be selfish. There are actual like fire code regulations a lot of times. But I do have to say that they're, they they have cut way down on the camping out now because of passing out the wristbands at nighttime. They're oh, yeah. trying to they're trying to limit that. I know that Comic Con does not like people camping out. People still do camp out. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But it's not like in years past where you'd have people camped out for two miles down back behind the convention center. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're like all up underneath the tent now. So. Anyways, anyway, uh, like the short, the short answer is there are things available. You just have to look. And there are a lot of hotels that at least have something still available, but you've got to like click on a whole bunch of them and check and you've got to figure out, okay, am I willing to walk a little farther yep. to save a little more money? Yep. So first of all, go to the Comic-Con website, click on the hotels link. If it's not there, call, go to hotels.com and be prepared to spend a lot of money. There's a little hotel over there on uh, Dell. The, the Coronado Island. I forgot what it was called. Luke, what, what was it called? The little one that we used to stay in. They're never in any of the Comic-Con groups. They're never on Hotels.com. But if you go up and say, I'm going to... The pay Hotel you. Del Cor... Uh, Hotel Coronado? I'm giving it away. It's a secret hotel that... And they're one block away from the ferry that takes you right across and drops you off at the convention yeah. center. It's a great spot. I love it. All right. Brad says that he has a parking plan. We won't talk about Brad's parking plan because <laughs> we do. Anyways, um, let me go through here real quick. Uh, Kristen Gus said that her, she's only been to Comic Con one time, and it was either ninety nine or two thousand. Wow, way back. That's cool. They yeah. only had a single day pass and didn't see anything super crazy cool. But her favorite memory was having the author of The Tick draw her a picture up the tech himself it was terrible there was a huge line for pictures drawn by the illustrator but mine is special that's kind of cool nice that's that is cool. so cool all right and Am amanda it's kind of cool she says that she is super looking for the lounge fly exclusives i'm going to be talking about offsites here in just a second 
and also a man. <laughs> Brad's plan is to sneak down to San Diego Comic Con in the trunk of someone else's car, so he doesn't actually have to park. Uh, Amanda, you're not far off the mark with that one. <laughs> All right, that's fantastic. So we're gonna jump in next. And we're not going to hit all of them, but Danae is going to give us an idea of some panels that are coming to Comic-Con. But before she does, there's one panel in particular that Luke Cheeseman wants to announce for us. Luke Cheeseman, why don't you do that, please? Well, do I want to announce it or why wouldn't one of our panelists announce it? Let's hey, see are you what... Power Ranger fans? This is C.R. Hannah here, a.k.a. the Yellow Ranger of Megaforce and Super Megaforce. So we're going to be having a panel. It's Morphin Time to celebrate 29 years of Power Rangers crazy uh we're gonna be having it at Sydney comic-con uh 2022 so stay tuned for more information Yay! did she post that did she post it on her socials or is that the first look here and then she's gonna put it on her socials we first can have look. her do that as well yeah i just yeah, told gotcha. her we want to show it on the show tonight so nice this all right this is the official announcement jeez why don't you go over the panel it's uh, do you have the uh, announcement in front of you yeah, so we are doing, we've, we've done this at WonderCon, we've done online Comic-Con version of this panel, but this is our first time officially at Comic-Con with our Power Rangers panel. It is called It's Morphing Time. The Power Rangers celebrate 29 years, so Power Rangers from multiple seasons come together on one stage to celebrate 29 years of Morphing Time, campy, energetic, and often over the top, the Power Rangers TV series launched in 1993 and quickly exploded into a worldwide multimedia franchise that endures to this day. Come celebrate nearly three decades of superhero action with some of your favorite actors from the series, including Abraham Rodriguez from Beast Morphers, Cameron Gibo and Ciara Hanna from Super Mega Force, Roger Velasco from Power Rangers in Space, Dwayne Cameron from Operation Overdrive, Davi Santos and Brennan Mia from Dino Charge, and Peter Adrian Sidarso from Ninja Steel. And it's hosted by our one and only actor, comedian, friend, Ben Cleaver from TheConGuy.com. That was a lot of names. And you yeah. This is our biggest panel ever. Yeah. This is our biggest one. I think this is the most we've ever had. had to have a right, probably. What's that, Luke? It's probably the longest description because of the amount of panelists we've ever had to write. It even got narrowed down because some of them did multiple seasons yep. and a few kind of different things. And um, after, and, and for the record, we can't tell you the day and room and time and all that. Comic-Con officially releases that two weeks. So I think they're trying to do it three weeks before the actual convention. So it might be next week or the following week. And we're going to have a couple guests come on the show and talk about their panels because there are some cool panels coming up. But um she says, and, and Amanda, where is Mr. Cleaver tonight? It's a lovely, lovely Bree's birthday. So they are enjoying a night off tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyways, we are so excited. Cheeseman has done such a great job of pulling together eight of the Power Rangers. And what's cool is that might not even be all. There might even be more. I think we're kind of packed, packing the stage. So we might need to stop. But there are more that might be showing up. And if they do, we'll just throw them up there as well. So this is super exciting. They'll also be doing signings and autograph signings and photographs on the convention floor. We will have more about that later. So come on down, have an awesome time with the Power Rangers. We're as always, we're so um, grateful for Brad for originally helping us to 
get the Power Rangers panels started. So thank you, Brad, for doing that. All right, Danae, why don't you go ahead and tell us some other panels that are happening? Um, well, there are so, so many. I can't believe you're not going to let me list them all. Um, <laughs> I think, I think like the cool thing, though, about panels at Comic-Con is you can, you can find things for almost anything, but you can also discover brand new things. Um, like Derek and I discovered Rick and Morty because of um, San Diego Comic-Con and it was just the announcement included Dan Harmon and we loved him. So when you get your um, booklet, just make sure to go through and really, really have a good look see at some of the options because you might be surprised by things that you wouldn't have considered an option before. So make sure to double check. Don't just fly out by the seat of your pants when you're picking. Because, I mean, there's stuff like women and minorities in gaming, which we, um, obviously, like Jim just said, we don't know where that's going to be. But something Katie has talked about a lot on here, kind of some of the stigma around gaming. And then you also have the huge things like the new Lord of the Rings series, which I might go to just to protest and demand answers. <laughs> what? Really? I uh, I I heard recently that Amazon- He's a true believer. Like, uh, Two, three, a few cons and one pro of what could be good about it. I got to hear one nice thing. One nice thing? I yeah. have to. Uh, what are a few reasons you don't want to see this? I I don't trust the way they have strayed from material by some of the teasers they've been giving. I don't like, I saw a whole analysis on the decline of costuming in recent years, the way we've lost a lot of textures. And I, Katie could answer this better than me, but it's like comparing... Um, the Glenn Close Cinderella to the new, or not Cinderella, oh my gosh, Corella DeVille to the new Corella DeVille. Like, costumes have gone way down. And looking at just rings, rings of power, it's nowhere near the awesome costumes that we had with Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. I, I don't know what to expect. I appreciate that they use practical effects to make that teaser, but I'm just like, I need more information before I decide if I'm going to watch it or not. I'm about 90% sure I'm not going to watch it, though. I might go to the panel. We'll see. Well, if you don't watch it, how do you know if you like it? I can... A... Oh, Derek had a good answer to that, I think. said, I've got to at least try it. And I yeah. will point out, Danae, while I appreciate Danae's opinions, and I agree with pretty much everything she just said, Danae also has not read the books. <gasps> yeah, well, I'm sorry, I don't have 80,000 hours to just get to Tom Bombadil. <laughs> hey, you don't even right, know. That means I've that, that means I've read more Lord of the Rings than Danae. And like I you don't probably read. have. I mean, I I'm just like I'm looking at the list right now. Anyways, back to Comic-Con, that thing we're supposed to be discussing. Um there's a House of the Dragon panel. I'm really excited about that. I um I want to at least try this show. I know a lot of us were really disappointed with the way Game of Thrones and ended i'm hoping it can be redeemed i keep forgetting how many people are in it until i see another announcement and then i get Game excited of Thrones has again. not ended did you hear who was hired this week for the sequel yeah the but also let's not get in let's let's not get into that because i could <laughs> i could talk jim drinks and he knows that. things yeah, let's um, let's not let's not talk about yeah, that right now. House of the Dragons, though, like that's that is a prequel, right? Yeah, yeah. prequel. Yeah, very okay. very far before. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm just saying they they announced this yes. week they're also doing a sequel. So yes, trying uh, okay. to save save the the remnants of a lost franchise. Yeah, which like I said, 
that's for another day because I have strong opinions about it. <laughs> I mean, there's we, we should discuss a lot of you know. What else we got going on? Rings of power too. I. <laughs> Did you I say Jim Snow? I mean, there's right, stuff going. like the mechanics of Jurassic Park. That would be really cool. I would hope they discuss why Chris Pratt was on a CGI horse in the new Jurassic Park when Chris Pratt knows how to ride a real horse. Um, I changed pages so I could look at your faces and talk to you. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of Funko stuff on panels, which would be really cool. I like Funko Pop. I'm not the expert here on Funko, but I love them. I'd love to hear about them. Here's just a Harry Potter fan fan panel yeah, but sorry today the funko okay. panel has some serious talent on it yeah um, it's a simu hall leo, h panel by the way yeah simu leo wow. is gonna be there if you guys it's a hall h panel i didn't see yeah. that it's shang chi himself simu leo we also have someone that luke and jim will be really excited about being on the funko panel which i think you guys should say it because of how big of fans you guys are of the show Oh, I'm I'm talking. Are you talking about Ros Rosario Dawson? No, I was talking about Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, Zepka. <laughs> so they're all on that panel. So it's going to be a pretty. It's going to be interesting to see because they've never had a major toy panel in Hall H. Yep. Like this is massive. They've had massive. one, kind of. Remember when the year Pokemon exploded? They moved it from. A small oh, room to the college, but it's not really a toy. It was just a, a phenomenon. A so it just, yes. Yeah, it's a That's game. a little different, but yeah. I suppose. So this yeah. is the first year Funko's in there, which is awesome. All right. Sorry, Danae. We're going to keep jumping yeah. in because we're so excited. I mean, no, it's cool. They're, these are exciting, and we want to talk about them. Um, yep. Okay, like, and here's another practical one, like making a living, being creative. Um, Love it. They've got they've got all sorts of good things like that. I know Derek and I went to one like we went to a, we've been to writing panels before. We went to one that was specifically like being a Christian in the industry, and I think that one was also specifically writers. Um, it's all kinds of great stuff. So make sure you really dig through the list, mark everything you want to try and do, and you'll you some will surprise you and how good they will be maybe derek, maybe Lord of the couples Rings. who cosplay couples who cosplay derek oh, you wait, and laura yeah, should go to that one yeah well hopefully we'll actually be in cosplay that day if we can yep. put it together couples to cosplay thank you there's also this <laughs> hey, derek. The pop culture which i would be interested derek, in derek. derek derek it's, it's couples who cosplay i don't know if you know that's interesting wait it's, co it's couples who cosplay couples oh. If only you were in a couple, you could go to that. Cosplay. Yeah, if only, if only I had a wife who liked nerd conventions and cosplay. Who worked in the <laughs> industry as well. Like, that would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Wilkerson, singles who don't cosplay. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's a great panel. Singles who don't cosplay. That would be a great that would be a great panel. Oh, you totally got to dress the kids up like the Stranger Things kids in your hopper. And yep, I actually have the hopper shirt I could let you use, the Hawaiian one from C. All right, guys, I got to keep us on track. I'm so yeah. sorry. We got to we keep saying. moving. Yeah, I apologize. We're going late. Yep. So, Danae, anyone, any more that jump out at you? I got a couple I will mention after Go you. Go ahead, are. Jim. Okay. So, we have somebody coming on our show possibly next week. Yeah, um, he is on. There's a panel that I'm going to be on. I'm always excited about this panel, how to have a full-time career and a part-time schedule. Derek was on that one time. 
Jim was down with COVID and Derek filled in for, and Derek did great. They loved him. I'm, I'm surprised they've asked me back, but um, that, that panel is going to go on again this year. I'm going to be a guest on that. But one of the people that's usually on that panel is named Stephen Burns. He has his own panel creating 3d models for storytelling in blender 3d, which sounds amazing. Like a new way of storytelling, which I think is really cool. There's one. Okay. The X-Men fandom panel sounds awesome to me. And there's one more. John Carpenter's Tales of Science Fiction, Civilians. I'm a giant John Carpenter fan. So that one is going to excite me. Um, Charlie Brown's career education program. Blood Teachers, a career education program. I'm not so excited to go, but it's Charlie Brown, so I might just show up because of that. And also, X-Men, the animated series. It's the 30th anniversary of that. This is a big year for that animated series. Um there is Mandalorian under the helmet. There's a, there's a panel about Mandalorian. Um, I'm I'm going real quick. There's podcasting panels, the science of Jurassic World, Star Wars Samurai Universe, veterans and arts, veterans in the arts and pop culture. So many panels, and they're also I'm I'm trying to find out. There's the WB animated film that's premiering. They usually have that on. Is it Saturday night, Friday night, Wednesday? Uh, I think it's normally on Wednesday night. Yeah, it's. I put it on it's here. Usually, I, I think twice, actually. Yeah, I I put it on here, but I forgot what it was called. I think it's the Green Lantern this year. They have a Green Lantern film this year, which should be very, very cool. So, oh, one more. This one's directors on directing. They have a directors panel. Film directors expected to appear. Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool. Andrew Stanton, the director of Finding Nemo and Wally, and um, also. Chad Stahelski, the director of the John Wick franchise, they're all going to be on the panel. So that one should be amazing as well. All right. Any I love that Jim tells us not to just like read a whole list. Yeah. And he the list. I know. I just like, I was <laughs> I was literally going to say that to Nate. I'm like, Jim's like, just just glaze over it and then proceeds to read them all. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't mention the alien panel. All right, real quick. Okay. I'm gonna jump through a couple of offsites real quick. Katie, do you know anything about Funko Fun Days? Uh, just the tickets go on sale tomorrow. Uh, anytime between 10 and 2, That if you guys stay tuned to the original Funko posts, their blog, all that stuff, it's going to be tomorrow between 10 and 2. They will not. They have not released what time specifically. It's going to be random. Um, the only ones that currently have their tickets were some uh, board members who there was 200 tickets that they gave out by randomly people who were board members. Uh, and if you, you would know if you were one of them, they're the only people that have gotten tickets so far. Uh, they're about, I think, 150 to $200, and they yep will go very fast uh so yeah definitely keep your eye out if you are a big fan of funko for the fun days announcement tomorrow morning and that's always by, that's, that's specific time by the way yeah and that's on wait is it, it's thursday night right that fun days is on thursday night so if you're gonna go to fun days you gotta probably give up waiting in line for friday h hall h bands because it's right about the same time but make your decision the funko fun days is super popular Real quick, yeah. I'll go through some real quick. We don't have a lot of offsites announced yet, but we have more than I thought. D23, the other convention, they are holding a 40th anniversary dance party for Tron. It's an epic dance party. It's going to be at House of Blues from 8 to 11 on Thursday night. That's going to be cool. Derek, you're going to love this one. Paramount is bringing Star Trek's 10 forward, the experience, to Comic-Con yeah. this year. It's kind of pricey. It's around 60 bucks for general admission. It, it includes two cocktails, food, and access to the store, and a photo op. 
I like the ones though that include drinks with your yep. ticket purchase because to yeah. me it's more worth it because at most parties and stuff at con you're gonna have to pay for drinks and they're usually pricey so like when I went to the supernatural party that they had it had two drinks that you got when with your admission and I was like that's great I'm still bitter about the supernatural party because I paid for yeah. tickets and then I missed it right. oh that Go was ahead, so Jared. sad but yeah, this, like if it's $60 and you're getting, um, what do you say, two cocktails and food and then like things like a photo op that yeah. that in itself can cost a good bit sometimes. Um, you are really getting your money's worth if it's only 60 yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a great one. Well, yeah, there's also a VIP admission that gives you more things. That's where it's, that's where they get their money is the yeah. VIP experiences. <laughs> there's going to be an offsite for the new show on ABC, Abbott Elementary, which if you've not seen it, it's one of the funniest shows I've seen in a long time. There's not a lot of information about it, but they are having an offsite. And Katie, you brought to our attention that the museum, the Comic-Con Museum, they are having a special event during Comic-Con. Do you know much about it? or? Yeah, uh, I saw it come across my feed um, on Twitter, and it's it's – because now, if you guys know, they have the Comic-Con Museum, which celebrates all things Comic-Con, celebrates all year long. Uh, starting at the beginning of July, they are having a Spider-Man experience. There's going to be activations. There's going to be props. There's going to be costumes, all sorts of stuff related to Spider-Man's uh, Spider whole thing in Marvel. Uh, and I believe uh, it is a ticketed thing. Uh, I'm sure it will go fast. If you go to the Comic-Con Museum website, you can get tickets for it. They will also be going on during Comic-Con. I want to say it's like $30 or something like that. Like it's not, it's not too bad. So uh, I, I'm curious about it because I've never been to the Comic-Con Museum yet. So it would be really interesting to kind of see how they celebrate pop culture. Um, mm -hmm. And that's true San Diego Comic-Con style. Yeah. They're, uh, I think that was the only other offset I was going to mention. I feel like there was something else, but if I remember it, I'll, 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 I'll mention it. Speaking about Paramount and the 40th anniversary of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Paramount is they're joining up with Cool Hoss to create The Wrath of Pecan, C-K-H-A-N, a summertime treat. Get it? Wrath of Pecan. In other words, ice cream. They're going to be giving out ice cream in honor of the I'm 40th I'm assuming buttered pecan ice cream, and that's yep. uh, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. It's cool. There's a 40th anniversary for Tron so far, 40th anniversary for Wrath of Khan. So I think we're on to something here. Nintendo Switch is hitting the road this summer, and they have a stop at San Diego Comic-Con. They're taking over Petco Park Interactive Zone from Thursday through Saturday, 10 to 6 daily, Sunday till 4. You'll be able to play demos of the latest games, including Nintendo Switch, Mario Strikers, Battle League, and Kirby, The Forgotten Land. All right, Ghost, the show on um cbs they have an offshot offsite as well and here's here's a cool rumor that um is out there there are some job listings for people to work a roller skating rink during comic-con what do you guys think that might be get me off of this the one thing that i so when you said this i was actually really excited because here's the thing stranger things has never had like a really great comic-con presence uh and so like I hope it is Stranger Things because it would they would absolutely do amazing, especially yep. since the final episode of, of part two airs two weeks before Comic-Con. So, I mean, they have potential to do so much with Stranger yep. Things at Comic-Con. So I think this is the perfect, perfect yeah. thing for them to do. Back several years ago, they did have a really cool offsite, but it was a yeah. it was a Netflix offsite that had several shows featured. They yeah. uh, they actually gave a whole lot more attention to Bright, I think, than they did to Stranger Things, where it was like one room. It was really cool. Um, yeah. And then Bright, I thought, was a disappointing movie, especially, you know, 
next to what Stranger Things should have had more space at Comic Con. But all that to say, I'm excited to see more of Stranger Things there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, we don't know yet if there will be a sorry, Danae, Lord of the Rings offsite, but a lot of the chatter is that there will be since they are having a major panel there. They're having a Hall H. She's be excited she's- about this, Danae. She has, she's not excited about it at all, you guys. Like, why? I'm, I was check. You guys mentioned Stranger Things, and I had to look something up because I was like, I don't think I have been to Comic Con since Stranger Things came into being. Like, Ooh. I've been to Comic Con 2015 and 2016, and I had to yeah. check, and Stranger Things dropped. But I don't. I don't even think they've had a panel for Stranger Things, have they? I don't think they ever have. And yeah. the same age as Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> um, I do have one question though. It's yes. not about offsites. I forgot to mention it during panels. This is mostly for Derek and Danae. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that we're going to get a 60th anniversary Doctor Who panel this year, or do you think it's going to be next year? Ooh. I mean, because they're currently I would, filming. I would imagine this year, since they've already announced like David Tennant and Catherine Tate coming back, and I mean that yeah. would be a great opportunity to promote the show if they could get the trailer or some there. footage. And Neil and Patrick Harris. Yep. Yeah, that is so bizarre they're and currently, interesting. They're currently filming it. So I think it's going to depend on if they're still filming it during Comic-Con mm-hmm. or if they're going to take a break off to come to Comic-Con. I don't know. I'm, I I'm would kind imagine of hoping- at, at the very least we would have like a Comic-Con exclusive video that they would show at the panel and they would be really strict about not recording it. Sort yeah, of, of course. Thing. Yeah. All right. That was all I wanted to say. That's that's all. That's all. That's very cool. All right. And um, it'd be cool if they have a, a Stranger Things roller skating rink. But I was going to say a lot of people are like, well, Stranger Things already came out. What people don't understand is the whole strategy of Netflix is to keep you watching all summer long, keep you watching for a long time. So they need to promote, promote, promote. And yeah, it, the final two episodes release on July first. Um, and a pair, I read an article today about uh something really I, I i almost got irritated that i read it but i read an article about a cool scene which i'm not going to talk to you guys about right now that i can't wait to see it because i'm like yes that seems so great but i'm hoping stranger things is going to be there all right we have to wrap up let me see any questions like brad said it is already summer on the east coast yeah brad had a question i he says i wonder if entertainment weekly will do their big party that's the biggest question i think the answer is no because they've gone out of business entertainment party is no more they've well they stopped mm-hmm. publishing so and he i also, did not know that i didn't know yeah, that either. yeah that's, I, that's I, a bummer because ew has some of the best not big panels they have some of the best panels at the con mm-hmm. someone else is gonna buy them you know how it works these days hey andy we previewed star wars celebration we haven't talked about what it was like yet ben ben will talk about it ben was there so when he comes back maybe we'll ask ben some questions about it all right, guys, we are going to wrap this part of the show because we're going to let the host go. We're going to kind of say goodnight. But for those of you who want to stay on, we have one more giant party that, let me see, Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. Let's see. What does she say? Anyway, she says she's not going to Comic-Con, but she is going to a certain preview night party called Ready Player One. And we did an interview with Mr. Bernie Bregman. Anyone who wants to stay on can watch the interview where he tells us all about it, tells us about uh, his uh, after parties in general at Comic Con this year, that he, what he is learning. So, anyways, I'm gonna let everybody else sign off because Bernie's gonna take us out tonight. So, Danae, Katie, Derek, tell us where people can find you. Starting with Danae, 
Um, you can find me on Instagram at D-N-A-Y-S and on TikTok at Danae Sams. I am an author and comedian. Can't wait for all the nerd things. It's right. back, y'all. The other half of the Samblings, Mr. Derek. Hi, you can find me on Twitter at ConGuyDerek and on theconguy.com. Um, I am a writer, software engineer, and basic nerd. And she's been, I think you and I are staying on, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I close out okay. myself maybe in the other one, but you can find oh. me on Instagram or Twitter at Cheese on Couch. All right, and you can find me right there, James D. Fry on Instagram or at theconguy.com. Amanda says, yes, she's going to be stage managing the party. So Nice. All right, guys, thank you so much. For well, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, you need to say goodbye. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> I am so sorry, Katie. He's known me for how many years, and he still beer. never gets me. Uh, I am Katie, a.k.a. Katie Christine. You can find me across all socials at KT underscore Christine. I'm actually con actually considering making another TikTok about all of our my wonderful, crazy fangirl adventures. Uh, so I will let you guys keep you guys posted on if I goes live. So. All right. And tell tell Emily, the other con girl that we said hello tonight. We haven't seen her in a bit. Man, where's um, the dog? Hey, Katie, can you give me one sentence of what you thought about Jurassic World Dominion? It was too messy. There was too much going on, yeah. and there was not enough dinosaurs. All right, there we what go. What was the most entertaining part about the movie, Katie? No, not. She knows what <laughs> me and Brad were like. I need another drink. Yeah, <laughs> halfway through the movie. Maybe we'll get uh, Brad, Katie, and Luke to give us uh, their their longer thoughts on Jurassic World since it's still a so All right, guys, thank you so much. We can't wait to see everybody at Comic Con. We have some more shows coming up, but for now, we're gonna. Take it out to uh, Mr. Bernie Bregman, the great, the geek Gatsby himself, to tell us about the biggest show, the biggest party happening at Comic Con this year. All right, Cheeseman. You'd be great at a circus, Jim. I'm just I saying. know. You're going to do it? Yeah, I'm in the process of sharing screen. Although. Boy, this is such a goodbye, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Anticlimactic. Here we are, we, as we awkwardly. Someone tell us some good jokes right now. Um, what do you Today. guys think of Val Kilmer lately? <laughs> what? What's the deal with smart cars? They're so small, there's nothing smart about it. What is she talking about? Have you ever had a Krispy Kreme? Yeah. Was it crispy? Yeah. No. Was Why it creamy? Yeah. All right, Cheeseman, we're ready. I'm trying to interrupt this 90s themed stand up. Drag it into a window. If it doesn't work tonight, we can always uh, release it all by itself. No, so. Jim, we're gonna we're gonna make this work. We can trim we can trim off all of this dead air. Right? Yeah. Uh, Derek, Derek, Danae, I just I'll ask you offline. I was gonna ask you if you are going to Comic Con this year. I didn't know if you had plans, but we'll, I'll talk to you about it offline. Katie, Emily's going, right? Yes. Yes, she is. Well, all right. guys, we have a special guest with us right now. This is Mr. Bernie Bregman. Other Yo! Otherwise known as the, the Geek Gatsby, because he is he has his hands in all the cool stuff that all of us love so much. And Bernie, welcome back to the show. You are a friend of the show. We always love having you on here. You always have so much going on. Like, right now, guys, while we're talking about this, Bernie is hosting, like, the... He's like hosting all the series of 
uh, previews or, or early screenings of a bunch of movies that are coming out. We're, we won't talk about yeah, this right now. Yeah, I saw but... Top Gun last night. It was so oh, good. Wow. Yeah, so good. Here. I'm, so, I'm so excited. Yeah, we were talking about that on our show recently. Everything I... that you could want from a sequel to that movie, it was... Mm. Uh, mm. I've heard yeah, nothing but good stuff about it. Nothing it's so good. It. It's yeah. so good. Like, it gives you... I mean, we don't need to go into Top Gun too much, but uh, you'll need an inhaler afterwards. Like the cinematography <laughs> is that like real. Um, and uh, I just, I love what they did with uh, with Maverick. I love the nods to the old one, but they didn't like blow all over the place. Like let's yep. just chop up all the lines from 86 and, and sprinkle them all over. Um, yeah. You know, there was a healthy dose of, of that, but also it was, uh, you know, where is Maverick 30 years later? Uh, I just got to know funny. though, like I heard that they, they mounted like six or seven cameras inside the cockpit. And that Tom Cruise, he was really flying the plane, wasn't he? I think most of them, if not all of them, were trained to fly and did fly. That's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. I'm not sure what they were flying that they then made to look like uh, F-18s, but, you know. Yeah. And next time we have you on, we'll talk about that, uh, the Mission Impossible trailer, which dropped on the same day this past week. Oh, my gosh. That looks amazing. Anyways, we are here to talk about something else. Yeah, we have a few. We have uh, less than... We have about two months until San Diego Comic-Con, or depending on when you guys see this, we have, you know, somewhere between six to eight weeks until San Diego Comic-Con and news has started to, to leak out. One of the biggest pieces of information that we heard that we were excited about, and we wanted to go to the man himself, the source, was that on preview night, Bernie, you're throwing another big party. Can you tell us about it? So Ready Party One, Love and Thunder is going to be this year's kickoff preview night party. We kind of uh, created uh, the the conception of, of a preview night party. It didn't really happen before us uh, in 2018. And, uh, you know, the great thing about the Ready Party One brand for our kickoff night party is that uh, a, it's the first party, party number one of the week. Um, but within the Ready Player One theme, you can go in any world, right, in the Oasis. And so with uh, Thor Love and Thunder releasing uh, just two weeks before Comic-Con, uh, we wanted to play around with that and play around with uh, Thor and give you some Asgardian top shelf goodness. Um, so we are taking over Park Nightclub, um, which is right there in the thick of the gas lamp. Um, it's actually the same spot that Marvel had a private Black Eyed Peas uh, concert a couple years back, 2017, I think that was. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so we got uh, Love and Thunder coming to you guys. We've already sold several hundred tickets. Uh, about a third already is gone. All of the early bird VIP stuff's all gone. Um, I think our tables might even be sold out at this point. Um, so, you know, look, it's it's a, that's that makes me feel great as an organizer. Um, but it's also great just to see that, like, people want the San Diego parties back. And this is a year I yeah. think there's not going to be many. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the big studios, I don't know if you guys have been uh, broaching that yet or if that's part of the yeah. ramp up to Comic-Con, but a lot of the studios won't be there. A lot of the publishers aren't going to have their usual big presence uh, that that we're used to. So it's going to be a different San Diego Comic-Con. There'll still be some plenty of big stuff for the 150,000 people to go do, yeah. um, but not a ton of the nightlife. I don't think you're going to see you know the big HBO party, uh, Wired Cafe is gone, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, we're going to be kind of the last man standing and uh, do it the first night of the week. We might, you know, stay tuned, might do some stuff later on in the week. But it's a uh, it's a rough situation in, in the gas lamp where a lot of the venues didn't survive the pandemic um, or are in transition from previous ownership that couldn't make it through to someone else that's going to take it over and do a thing, um, which is why we aren't at our uh, usual home at Flux this year. 
Um, but also what's left, they are all trying to make up their pandemic losses overnight. So the, uh, the prices for a company to come in and take it over is just wild. Yeah. Wild. And it's not a shock to me that very few of the, the big companies are going in and, you know, going to plop down, you know, quarter million dollars to one of these venues for a couple of nights. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So like usually like thematically, like you usually like create kind of the vibe within like the bar, the place that you're kind of hosting it. Are there kind of things going on behind the scenes that kind of get stuff? Ready oh yeah. Uh, the, the damn good shindig creative wing of our team of, of uh, experience level entertainment went down to park on Sunday. As a matter of fact, to measure out the, uh, the venue and, um, they have they have a great like 3D map they gave us, but we want you know we want to recreate sections of it up here that we can bring down there all dressed up and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, we've got some really cool, interesting photo op ideas to really make you feel like you're you know one of the um, one of the old gods in Asgard, something like that. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be really neat. Utilize some of what the venue already has, incorporate that into the designs. There'll be stuff in the in the air and the ceiling that'll be really cool. Um, and uh, uh, some photo ops. Like uh, I, I'm not sure if it'll be Mjolnir or Stormbreaker, but you'll be you know holding one that is shooting lightning as a photo op. That'll be really cool. Oh, that's um, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Were you guys re at the Ghostbusters one? It'd we be were... similar to that that proton pack display. Yeah, like I I, I was gonna say like. I... There were the most recent year that I was at when it was all over, I think it was 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mm -hmm. threw some fantastic parties your, your, your organization did, and those were great. Like, I, I remember the Stranger Things one, you had the guy up on the, the life Billy on the lifeguard stand, and you had all the the what do you call the lockers in school and everything. You recreated oh, kind of like yeah. what a great mm -hmm. year, what a great party that was. And it was so cool because you know he had a bunch oh, of slides that whole up. week was music freaking was great incredible. everything about it was great yeah that was so that was so fun you uh you got a picture with padalecki didn't you yeah we did <laughs> with, uh, jared padalecki from supernatural when he rolled through yeah yeah i knew you did knew you yeah. did yeah um i hope uh i gotta shoot that guy a text uh in the next and see if he'll be at comic-con um yeah, but uh but yeah no you know hoping to get back to some of that um you know we'll we'll kind of see how things develop um we're still kind of if if a situation with a venue presents itself um i actually think we would do stranger things again uh the new season will drop in two parts in the same month um and it'll drop around comic-con um so i think that that'd be a blast to kind of go back into that and uh we have uh we have some ninjas around some uh some production places we might be able to get a few advanced uh, you know, stills and things like that and do a little build out of that season. Um, but just uh, we've got to see if we, if a venue kind of matriculates down um, and, and see what happens down there in San Diego. Yeah. Now, will there be any like specialty cocktails or other things there? Or I don't know if there's like a food vendor or different things. I know in the past there's been. So the cool thing shows. about this venue is they actually have a restaurant. So you can also eat. Awesome at the venue it's okay. really nice to upscale um and so you can you know for those that are you know coming off the con floor at six or so and you want to get that dinner before you kick the uh the eight o'clock doors party or, or roll in nine nine thirty um and so there's there's dinner right there uh right on the 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 street level before you enter into the nightclub part of it um so that's really cool we're going to theme out a lot of that area as well um and there's a, a separate dj station there so you have different kind of beats uh, in that front area before you go into the back area and hit the beats and of course the band. Um, yeah. and then the band's going to be totally different. Um, they play a whole bunch of new stuff. 
um, and, uh, you know, incredible musicians. Uh, so they've got hours and hours of new music for us. Um, I remember, so yeah, uh, really cool. was it the last one, Bernie, you yourself got up on stage when we're performing. Are we going to see a repeat performance? <laughs> I, uh, I imagine you will. My, my journey in singing is kind of interesting. I grew up in recording studios and my dad engineered for some really cool acts like Toto and, uh, Chicago and stuff, but, um, I never, I, yes, but I never, ever picked up an instrument or learned from these like world-class musicians, uh, would, would never sing in front of another human being in my life until a couple of years ago. Um, and you know, some, some friends got me comfortable to do karaoke. And then I started going, okay, well, there's a couple songs I think are pretty good. Um, and then the band was like, dude, you should definitely come do rebel yell. Um, and I did that a couple of times in confidence. Great. Now it's like, I've, I've sung probably six or seven songs with them, uh, at different things. And, and, uh, I, I will probably do two or three, uh, at the show. Nice. Nice. All right, Luke, we are bumping up against Oh, I'm sorry, we're up play to pin, but if you can go ahead and ask uh, one of your last couple of questions here as we talk over each other. <laughs> but before I go into that, is cosplay confidence anything? Do people like do you because oh, a lot of yeah. things? So it's like you become a different persona or larger than life kind of a thing sometimes when absolutely that's that's certainly a piece of it. I mean, now it's a, it's a different, you know, it's a comfort zone that's like more realized, but it's certainly um, you know, cosplay kind of gives you this really cool shield. Um, and, uh, and you can kind of go be at least a little bit of a different person, but still, still an extension of yourself. Um, but it definitely helps the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, like, like a question would be like in the past, you've had special guests kind of themed to different things, even with like the stranger things and all that kind of stuff. Um, is there any special guests that you're looking into or might be announced at some point or. Anything like got that? a few nibbles, nothing, uh, nothing that's firm enough that I could like, you know, drop a name here to excite anybody with, um, just cause a, you never want to jinx it. And you also don't want to, um, it just professionally speaking, you don't want to say anything until it's a little more confirmed, um, but can into a, a couple of cool names. There's some other folks that'll be, uh, stationed at Comic-Con pretty early. Um, that'll be down there Wednesday night. So we're, we're reaching out seeing who wants to come and and have a good time maybe promote a thing that they're doing and, and stuff like that and we know that we're, we're still like we say in, in the world of planning maybe not much time but we're still you know right now talking to you eight weeks out so i know there's so much planning that has to go on in this next couple of months and what it looks like right now you know come back in about six weeks and tell us where you guys are at because then we want to know everything that's going on so we'll be really excited to hear that but i do have this question so you just talked, and as we bump up against the end of our time here, um, we were talking about how a lot of the companies have, they're not coming back this year, or even over the past couple of years, there's been a change in the nightlife scene. And you guys, your company, it's kind of seemed like they've stepped into a void that was beginning to develop. Can you just talk about like, talk about your company and what's the vision of your company and why is it that you're doing this? Well, part Part of the mission statement for experience level, there was a lot of that stuff. And in, in, in as, as Comic-Con as the burst happened in the late, uh, you know, aughts uh, going into the early 20 teens. And, and then, then it became all these studio exclusive parties and like giant list a mile long. And, and like this much of it could ever get in. And, and people spent entire nights like in line waiting to get into this party. And like everything cool had happened already before, before they got in or they didn't get in at all. Um, and we're like, okay, that sucks. 
how can we do something that everyone can go to, uh, maybe bring a celebrity element to it so they still have that same feel of the studio events, but this is for the fans and this is where the fans are highlighted uh, and, and, and you know, we can get fans and VIP and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So that was part of it. Um, you know, and then seeing the potential on Wednesday and Thursday of there not being, uh, there being so many people and not enough to do and going, well, look, there's, there's a market obviously, um, you know, from the business perspective, um, and then going, okay, well, if we build something, if you build it, they will come. Um, and so, you know, we did, and, uh, there was a year where I did the, the first ready party one with this team and a, a, a different event on a Thursday night um, with Dante Vasco and the, the old Super News team and other people were involved in that. Um, and it's just a tale of two different events. Like both were great for the crowd, but they were totally different stylistically in the buildup. And, and like, I really found the dream team with XLE. Um, and I said, okay, I want to do this all throughout the week. How do I do that? So the next week we're just like, we thought we would just do Wednesday and Thursday and the venue was like, well, what about Friday? And I'm like, what, what numbers are we looking at? And then started going, okay, uh, why not? Ah, hell, why not? We already know we're going to do this and this. Let's just do the thing. We're already there, right? We already got all the stuff and the gear and everything. We're there. It's, it's just one more night. Um, and so we did, and it was a wild success. Um, and, you know, 2020, <laughs> had that happened, uh, we were going to add Saturday. Um, don't know if it would have been at the same venue. Uh, and we were going to have all sorts of, like, big talent names, um, like celebrity DJs and stuff. And it was it was supposed to be amazeballs. Um, and, you know, and, and now it's, uh, we're all refining ourselves a little bit. Um, but there's still that void. Like if we don't yeah. step in and do this, there's going to be like three parties that nobody goes to, like, not that nobody goes to, there'll be enough people to fill up whatever events happen, but like of the totality of people at San Diego comic-con, like this, many of them are going to get into after yep. events and it's not going to feel the same as it used to. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's, uh, that's def definitely the opening for us. Um, I wish the venues would play a little bit better, but, um, you know, we're doing what we can do for this year and, and see what happens next year when more of them are back on their feet and, and there's options there. And, uh, you know, they certainly know the venues certainly know what we can do. So, um, so that's, uh, it's going to be cool. Luke, anything else before we, uh, we, we say goodbye? Uh, I would just say my final question is, uh, what are you most excited about this year and about doing this particular event? I think um, I think I really look at being back at San Diego as like a, a marker point of being most of the way back, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. we still have the things we're dealing with medically, whatever, with all, all the stuff going on. But, you know, we're, we're living lives that are much closer to what they were before than they were during the height of the pandemic. And I think that a San Diego Comic-Con being back or whatever, if we have to wear masks inside, all that stuff's fine. Um, but like... I think just that ex existing and, and happening in, you know, most capacity to what it used to be is, is a big marker of just, of, you know, kind of putting that stuff a little bit behind us and feeling confident moving forward. It's one of those tentpole events that I, I, I think a lot of people are looking to, to see what conventions will be like the rest of the year. What other big events, I mean, big events are largely back. Look, there's huge freaking concerts and Super Bowl happened yeah. here and all that other stuff. So all that stuff is, is back back. But I think for us in the pop culture Comic-Con world, San Diego being back is um, is a huge deal for the whole community. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of like Big Brother being kind of taking that big step in and then we'll see how other people kind of follow after they see, you know, San Diego taking that big step back. Yep. All right, Bernie. Most Absolutely. important. Absolutely. I mean, the ones that have been. No, go ahead. Uh-huh. 
No, you go ahead. No, 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 no. I want the most important question. I also, I just want to point out that I'm staring at your logo this whole time, and I really want a freaking tiki drink and a coconut shell right now. Like, We're having that, to. Um, you, traditionally, traditionally, I'm just going to point out that guests get something, and that's what I want. Coming your way, coming your way, my friend. Especially if you want to meet okay. us at the tiki bar afterwards. But most important question. Where can people get tickets and find out more information about this event? Oh, this is so easy, guys. All you got to do is to go to xleproductions.com. That is our website, and you will find a link to the ticketing site right from there. You can also just go on Eventbrite and look up Ready Party One, and you will find Ready Party One Love and Thunder. Um, you can go on to Facebook uh, and, and hit up XLE Productions or Nerds Like Us, and you will see the event. Uh, you can go on Instagram and you can follow XLE Productions or Nerds Like Us or NerdBot, and you will see all of those, all of the the, the posts about the party uh, it, uh, live on my Instagram right now on uh, on Nerds Like Us or on the Geek Gatsby. It, the link is the link that is up at the top of the page. Uh, so that's where you can go and grab your tickets while they still last. Again, we're a third sold and we're two months out. Uh, so that's kind of great. Pretty sure that's going to sell out. Um, a lot of people will be down there, and we only have about uh, 1,500 or so tickets. Um, so, yeah, oh, wow. get them quick. Get them yep. fast. Get them quick. They're going to go. Bernie, thank you so much for coming on and talking about it. We will have you back closer to Comic-Con to, to see what's going on. So always a joy to have Sounds you on the show. The Greek you Gatsby, too, Bernie Bregman stuff. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com. Find us on the Weavy Geeks Collective or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And now on sci-fi.radio, Saturdays at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, both a.m. and p.m. That's 9 o'clock Greenwich. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.